Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. What a beautiful sunny day. I hope you've enjoyed these last couple days. We have had truly spring weather and what's really, really early spring here. We could, Obviously, we're going to get some bad weather yet. I mean, let's face it. We'll get some snow. We'll get cold. We're going to start getting more and more of these nice sunny days. And the fishing is starting to change. We're seeing the movement from the pre-spawn from a lot of fish. We're seeing the the lake starting to come alive. Almost all the boat ramps in the state are open. There's a few yet, so check before you go, and some have some limited hours. But it's time to get out. The shore fishing has been phenomenal. Um, we're going to talk a lot about fishing. Later on in the second hour, Steve Panaz, Hall of Fame angler from the Lake Commandos television series, is going to join us. We're going to talk to Steve. We're going to talk some shooting today. Uh, we just got a. Uh, we're going to talk about a program in a while, a little later in this uh, first uh, first hour, about how the um, Parks and Wildlife is taking families and mentoring them and to get them into the outdoors. It's just a tremendous, tremendous thing. Also, we got a ton of contests going on. You're going to learn how to to win if you listen today. You're going to have a chance to win uh, an incredible fly fishing. A fly tying book from Steve Schweitzer. You're going to learn how possibility of winning a fishing trip sometime this year. We just got in here. Of course, you'll learn about a chance to win a $99 a honey smoked fish package. It's just going to be fantastic. But with all the good summer stuff coming, with the lakes opening up, there are still great ice fishing opportunities. And I want to go right to the phone now, joining us, one of our favorite contributors and somebody that always brightens my morning and I have a good time. Can't help but smile when you're talking to Bernie Keefe. Good morning, Bernie. Good morning, Terry. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? You have me dying over here. You know, I want to talk to you about about ice fishing um, because there's still, you know, we're we're starting to get this sunny weather. And for the longest time, you know, that we had ice on and off on the front range here. We had a few, I think I got out twice on the front range. Now we've had some good ice in the mountains, but even in some places that's going away. So I wanted to talk to you about what's going on up there. But first, before I forget, I think you're doing some appearances coming up. Tell us about that. I'll be at the Shields up in Johnstown, September 24th, talking about ice off lake trout, rainbows, and browns. I don't think September, um, Bernie. Up, 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 up. What's this month? This is March. March. So let's go March 24th. That's better, probably. Let's. <laughs> I don't even know what month it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's going to be March 24th um, at Shields. They're going to be giving away a guided trip for two. If you show up, you get in the raffle. And we'll be talking about lake trout, rainbows, and browns at ice off. Oh, and, and speaking of that, we'll probably start touching on that with you pretty soon. But let's get to the Granby Grand Lake area. Right now, you've still got some pretty significant ice fishing opportunities, don't you? Oh, we do. We still have over a foot of ice up here. And the fishing's pretty good. The rainbow fishing's off the charts in all the lakes up here. Um, tied to the shoreline, 10-inch rainbows. It's, it's tough to get past the 10, 12-inch rainbows to get into the larger ones on Granby. The um, kokanee fishing is pretty good. They're about 20 feet deep, over 40, 50 feet of water. The lake trout, they're, they're biting real well. It's um, you got to work hard for the big fish, but uh, the numbers are definitely there. And, um, geez, 
Havoc tubes, um, gulp minnows, everything tipped with sucker meat just seems to be working well. Let's talk a little bit about some of the individual lakes. too. First of all, Granby, uh, the kokanee you mentioned, are the kokanee coming back? Are you catching those in Granby or is that in Shadow or Grand or both or all of them? And isn't that kind, well, of, a, isn't that kind of a rebound? You know, it might be because the division has been sticking. Um, last year, they stuck 400,000 fingerlings in the lake, and that's the rainbows, and that's where we're having a hard time getting past them 10-inch rainbows now. And so they might the lake trout might be keying on those more than the kokanee, and so the kokanee might be doing okay. Um, I don't know for sure. It might be just that we found some. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to see, well, unless things change, I shouldn't say that, but I think it'll be a while before we'll see the heyday kokanee we saw at Granby once in the past. But just having some healthy kokanee in there helps feed those lake trout because, boy, can they grow on them. But let's talk, you know, we, before we get to the, ra- the the lake trout, too, let's talk about the rainbows on all the lakes around there because people think lake trout when they come up there. I know I do. But, boy, I tell you what, if you're just looking for action and you got some pretty good-sized rainbows and browns, if you're willing to wade through the small fish, all the lakes up there provide that, don't they? Uh, they do. They do. And they got some good browns. You can get rainbows. Uh, you know, if you get a 16, 17-inch rainbow in our lakes, that's a pretty good one. But you can get browns up to 22, 23 inches. And um, it's just good, but you do have to rifle through a lot of fish to get the big one, which is a really good problem to have. What kind of a presentation? And you're saying you're shallow. Now, one of the things, you do tend to fish those rainbows pretty close to shore, which really makes it accessible for a lot of anglers, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I've been fishing, oh, three to ten feet. And you can have a jig down. I caught a fish the other day, and I just dropped my jig back in the hole. It might have been about a foot deep, and I almost lost my pole over the deal. So, you know, you can have them down near the bottom. Anywhere suspended seems they get bit. I've been using a lot of tungsten jigs, Mackie plastics. Uh, if you want to tip them with wax worms, you'll probably catch more fish. Um, but if you use Mackie plastics, gulp, power bait, stuff like that, then you, you'll do plenty, plenty good um, you'll catch plenty of fish, but like I said, you'll probably catch a few more if you just have them tipped. And look for, if you can find the backs of bays, you know, any transition points where mud turns the rock, stuff like that, that uh, seems to be a good place to find them. Before we get back to the lake trout in Granby, what's, tell us a little bit about like Williams Fork, Wilford, and, uh, some, and Willow Creek, some of those other lakes, and Grand Lake. So um, let's just start with Wilford. Well, Green Mountain, there's still a good lake trout bite there. I, I've heard I've heard good things about numbers there. Then going over to Wolford, the kokanee bite is really well down there. They're getting them 30 to 40 feet deep in the bay in the main basin on how deep how over how deep of water and a lot of spoons. Williams Fork, the um, the little lake trout are just they're biting real well. A couple of big rainbows are starting to show up because it's that spring thing going on down there. The big lake trout, you got to work for them, and I haven't heard of many pike. Coming up to Willow Creek, the kokanee are biting out straight from the boat ramp out in the channel out there. They'll be 40, 50 feet deep, and the rainbows are along the shoreline. Grand Lake, the rainbows are really good along the shoreline, and they'll catch a lot of little max in with them. And then the lake trout fishing out there a little bit deeper is also, uh, we were out there the other day, and I think we caught 15 in about three hours, so it's pretty good. And then on Granby, which is the lake you fish the most and my favorite up there um are you seeing numbers of smaller lake trout and then working hard for the big ones is what you said but what kind of big fish are you finding when you find them 
Uh, we caught a we caught a thirty six incher this week, a thirty four, a um, couple of thirty threes. So we're getting some nicer fish. We haven't had anything over thirty six in the past couple of weeks. But you know, I mean, thirty to thirty six inch fish. If you can't be happy with them, don't come to Granby. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, and you can still <laughs> find the numbers of those sixteen, eighteen inches, right? Oh yeah, when we're fishing for numbers out there, we've had some. 20, 30 fish days of 15 to 22 inches. So that's been pretty good out there. And what kind of presentations are you using for the lake trout? Uh, for the for the larger fish, we've been using a lot of uh, five-inch jerk shads. Um, Havoc tubes have been really well. We got a couple on them leech flutter spoons. And then on the smaller fish, um, something like a power twister and a jig head with a piece of sucker meat has probably been our best best bet out there. Right. And, you know, with those smaller lake trout, um, there's different things they'll bite. You and I have fished them with spoons. We've fished them with smaller tubes. We've fished them with curly tails. We've fished them with minnow-style baits. The important thing with those small ones is finding some on your electronics and working them, I think, don't you? Oh, exactly, exactly. And it seems like once you get into them, you can stay into them all day long. If you fish the right kind of structure, um, like a big flat or something like that, you just get waves of them coming through, and that's where you have an opportunity at a larger fish because you never know what's going to come around. Now, any particular parts of the lake or water depths? I know those, this time of the year, lake trout can be anywhere because the water's cold enough. You know, um, for depths, we've been probably doing best in that 70 to 100 feet. But there's something starting to go on out there right now, and I, I forgot to mention it earlier, is the oxygen is starting to leave the deeper part of the lake, so that suspended bite is going on. If you go out there over the real deep water and you need you need sonar for this and start fishing, say, 50, 60 feet deep, maybe 30 or 30 to 60, just drop it down and reel it up in that zone there and you start seeing school fish coming through, Drop down a spoon and then just reel it up. And if a fish starts chasing it, keep going. Um, there's gonna be, it's gonna be going on here in March, and it's gonna get better and better and better. And you're gonna have a shot for huge numbers of fish by doing that. Nothing large, but you'll catch a lot of fish. You know, we used to hunt the large fish with a technique like that, where we'd find them shallow, maybe eight to fifteen feet deep, and just that ice out. And we'd drop a big, big hair jig, you know, or a big spoon or a great big presentation of some kind and if we started reeling it up and that fish started chasing well you couldn't hardly reel fast enough and that those big lake trout would come after it and then if it came up and turned and you did it a couple times we dropped down a small tube and it was almost always then a smaller fish and they'd hit it people don't understand how those fish will chase lake trout are kind of unique the way they'll just chase those tubes up aren't they oh my gosh that if that doesn't get your heart pumping you're dead I mean, that's all there is to it. That is so exciting. It's like, it's like a video game of Pac-Man. It is so much fun. Well, and lake trout are one of the few fish that can empty their bladder so they can do that. A lot of fish couldn't come up that much and you know, because their swim bladder would prevent it. That And it is. I've had big lake trout that, couldn't, that didn't catch up virtually come out of the water right by the boat, and I'm sure you have too. I've had them come up in the hole chasing my lure. That is so cool when they do that. You get a head stuck in your hole. You're like, look at that. And then, then he's gone. Yeah. Bernie, before we run out of time, um, tell us, are you still got guide trips available? And how long do you expect to have ice up in your area? 
Um, I'm thinking we're going to have ice through definitely throughout the month. We'll see what the next few weeks do. Um, and I am all filled up, but I got guys working for me. So if you want to come down to Williams Fork or Grand Lake, uh, give us a holler and we'll love to take you out. Look us up on Fishing with Bernie dot com or the Facebook page Fishing with Bernie and come see us at the seminar on the twenty fourth. That's the twenty fourth at Shields. What time? Uh, it's ten o'clock in the morning, and we're going to give away a guide trip for two people. So come on down and sign up for the raffle. All right, Bernie, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We uh, love having you on, and we're going to get, you know, two of my favorite times up at Granby are the fall, which I got to fish with you this year for the first time in years, and we had a blast. And then that ice out uh, in spring ice out on Granby because there's some giants caught at that spring. You catch them all year long. I, I need that spring ice out because I'm not as accomplished as you are, so I need that extra boost. <laughs> but, Terry, I'd love to get you back up here and have a good time. All right, thanks, Bernie. All right, thanks, Terry. You take care. Bernie Keefe, what a great guy. He's just super. A couple quick things I want to mention, too, before we go. Um, we're going to give away an ice fishing trip for next fall with uh, Nate Zielinski and I. And that's going to, you're going to find out how to enter that later on in, in the show. We're going to tell you how you can register. It's all set up. It's ready to go. Also, sometime during the show today, we're going to give away a $50 valued book from author Steve Schweitzer about uh, fly tying flies, but tying poppers, sliders, and divers. More for warm water and for big trout and things, too. So we're going to give one of those away today. So we got a lot going on. You know, if you want to know about all these contests, you should follow us on Facebook. You should always like and follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook because the information to get into these contests is almost always on our Facebook page. In addition to that, if you'd have followed Facebook, you'd know Steve Panaz was joining us this week. Uh, there's trivia things we post there. Just a lot. It keeps you really in tune with this show. We do a tackle talk. We post my articles from the Denver Post on our Facebook page. We post new television shows that are up on our YouTube channel on our Facebook page. So follow us at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We're going right to the phones. And uh, joining us from the Pueblo Hatchery is Brandon White. Good morning, Brandon. How are you doing, Terry? You know, I'm doing great. It's a it's a little cooler today, but beautiful, sunny. You know, one of those kind of spring, early spring, almost late winter days that you love here in Colorado. I imagine down in Pueblo, you're even warmer and sunnier than we are. Uh, you know, I bet it is. I'm actually up in Denver today. So. You're probably working on the walleye spawn, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute. Um, yeah, they'll be they'll be starting that here <clears throat> quick. Well, you know, we, we everybody in Colorado, I think, that does any fishing understands we have an incredible rainbow trout fishery, and we stock other trout also in Kokanee. Uh, we have some cold water hatcheries that produce some incredible fishing in Colorado for rainbows, for browns, for um, cut bows and bows, and just uh, Kokanee, just tremendous network of those. And we have tremendous cold water fishing in Colorado, but Colorado's blessed to have a real diversity of fishing also. We have our, our front range and our, our eastern plains lakes, especially, and some on the west slope, that really harbor some of the best warm water fishing. Uh, and walleye in particular are a great example of that. And we'll talk about some of the other warm water species in a minute, but I get I was fortunate enough. I wrote for In Fisherman magazine. I helped write their critical concept books on walleye fishing. And I fished 
all over the world. And the the walleye fishing in Colorado is phenomenal. Trust me, you, you, people listening to the show need to understand you probably have a better chance this spring of catching a 10-pound walleye here in Colorado than you do in Minnesota or some other places. And that's because of our warm water hatchery system, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we have three warm water hatcheries um, in the state. Uh, we have one in Ray, Pueblo, and then Los Angeles. And our Ray and our Pueblo facilities are our, warm, are our walleye uh, producers for the state. Now, the walleyes, we have great walleye fishing, but we only have a few um, self-sustaining populations. In fact, even in some of the true walleye country that everybody thinks of, like Minnesota, they do supplemental stocking. But most of the walleyes here probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our stocking program, would they? No, they wouldn't. Um, you know, for a for a, a walleye to, you know, a population to self-sustain, it really takes a lot. Um, we figure... We figure there's about a 1% survival um, reproduction-wise in the wild to uh, back to recruit to reproduction size, which is a three-year-old walleye. You know, whereas we can take the eggs out of the lakes, uh, take them to our hatchery, we get on average a 75% uh, hatch rate. And then, um, you know, now we can stock those back in the lakes to get that, you know, you know, around that one percent as a as a juvenile uh, fry. Yeah, and what is the process? Now, you you uh, this year this year you have a little higher goal. First, let's say what how many eggs normally you take? I think it's about one hundred and twenty five million eggs, but you're trying for a little more this time. Yeah, normally we're about one hundred twenty five million eggs is what we shoot for, and that's a combination of walleye, sawgai, um, and our triploid walleye program. But this year we're up at about one hundred thirty nine million. And and you also, in addition to raising walleyes here, you use those to trade also. Is that right? We do. So uh, once a year, I go out, uh, another colleague and I, we go out and we actually have a meeting with a lot of the um, Midwest states. Actually, there was a there was 25 states represented this year. Um, it's a big warm water trade uh, meeting, and we trade with other states. Um, our two biggest are Nebraska and Kansas. Um, and so we supply them with walleye and they supply us in return with other warm water fish. Now let's talk just a minute before we get back to the walleyes about other warm water fish and walleyes are kind of unique in the fact that they're very difficult to raise long-term in the hatchery because they're expensive. So you don't necessarily, you can't keep enough brood fish and then you can't grow them to bigger sizes where they'd have a survival rate because it's expensive. That's not necessarily true with like bass and crappie and panfish and maybe wipers, is it? It's not, you know, the, the, what makes walleye hard to culture to, you know, a bigger size um, over about an inch and a half is that it's really hard to get them on a manufactured pellet food like we do other fish. Um, most of the warm water fish we do stock in the state, though, we stock, you know, nothing over about two inches just because it is difficult to get any warm water fish onto a, a, a manufactured food. Um, but the others are easier than a walleye. You know, walleye want um, fish to eat once they reach a certain size and just gets expensive having to produce a, a fathead minnow or such to, to feed them. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but with bass and some fish like that, you're actually able to keep some brood stock and and get eggs that way. And then you don't probably need quite as prolific a stocking because we get a better reproduction from bass and crappies and bluegills as long and perch as long as conditions are right. Walleyes, because you can't grow them long, you really need to gather a lot of eggs. Tell us about the process and where you're at right now. So uh, 
so kind of the process, what happens is, and, and that'll, this actually will start tomorrow. So our biologists um, along the front range, um, our three main brood lakes are Chatfield, Cherry Creek, and Pueblo. Um, Pueblo is going to start Sunday, and Chatfield and Cherry Creek, I think, will start on Tuesday. Um, so what they do is we'll set uh, gill nets parallel to the shore um, at in the afternoon, late in the afternoon, and then the next morning, biologists and uh, other part of the crew, you know, but we get a big volunteer crew, um, and then um, other CPW staff will go out, they'll pull the nets, um, and then pull the walleye from the nets and take those back to either uh, we've got a boathouse down at Pueblo, we've got a spawning barge, and then they'll actually strip these females of their eggs, uh, fertilize with the males, and then these eggs go um, either back to Ray or back to Pueblo uh, to be raised. That sounds fantastic. Now, last thing before we got to let you go is you do, uh-huh. we do want to make people aware that because of the lakes with the spawning activities going on, there may be areas that are off limits and certainly they need to be aware of when there's nets out. Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing to look for, you know, A, is to look in, look in our uh, fishing regs, but all the regs will have uh, when the lakes are shut down, where you can and can't fish. But generally it's, all the dams, the riprap is where these fish are coming in to spawn. So um, those are generally closed. And biggest thing is just to look for the, you know, there's big orange buoys that are marking the nets. Um, the nets are 400 foot long. So just because you see one buoy doesn't mean there's not a net out there. Look, you know, out there a ways and you'll see another buoy to, to mark those nets. And again, this is only on select lakes. And if you can get 139,000, you'll probably mostly use Chatfield, Cherry Creek, and Pueblo, but if not, you may have to go to a few others. Is that right? That's right. So a couple other lakes um, that we've that we've used as brood lakes uh, is Aurora and Carter um, in the past. All right. Well, I tell you what, Brandon, it's a great program. Sure's provided some great fishing for me. Thanks for going over that with us. Thanks, Terry. I appreciate it. You bet. Let's go right back to the phones and joining us from Adventure Camper. If he didn't put a, put one of his campers behind his vehicle and head out to go fish for walleyes. We have Ray. Good morning, Ray. Hi, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And before we even get to all the great things, you know, you being family owned and your selection of towables and all that, you and I are going to, we're going to, I'm going to help you with an event you do every year and we're going to make a big hit out of this. Kind of tell people what we've got coming up. Uh, Saturday, May 12th, we're going to have our annual open house and we make it a fun event. We're going to have Hot Quest bringing out live birds of prey. Uh, usually they bring four or five different raptors out and they're uh, pretty striking creatures to see. Um, we're going to have some of your fishing buddies uh, hopefully do some fishing clinics for kids and uh, what have you, and, and we're going to have a nice, fun event on that day. And I'll broadcast from there live, and we'll give you more of a lineup, folks, as we get closer. I just want to give you a heads up. Now, that's the Saturday before Mother's Day, so the next day you got to be real kind to Mom, but, you know, a great gift, Ray, would be a camper. It would be a nice new camper for her. Wouldn't it exactly be? Right. Yeah, she can, she can take her outside in comfort, and I tell you what, the, the comfort and the... Mo- when I was a kid, a camper was this little six-and-a-half-foot-wide thing inside that was like a tunnel, and you had the table turned into a bed, and you maybe had another bed in the back, and everybody crawled all over. Now, you can still get real small ones, and you don't spend much time here outdoors, but if you want comfort, you can get it, right? Oh, these new ones are beautiful. We, we've got a couple right now on lot uh, from Solaire, a hybrid expandable that we've got either a 14-foot off-road or a 16-foot 
So they're very small, very lightweight, easy to tow. But then when you get to your campsite, you've got expandable beds on each end. So it opens up to a 26-foot camper, and they are gorgeous inside, state-of-the-art luxury and comfort, and really nice. Mom would love one. So how do you find your place so they can buy it for her, Ray? Uh, we're down on the web at uh, adventurecamper.com, and if you're out uh, looking around on a Saturday afternoon, we're near the intersection of Arapahoe Road and Jordan Road. All right, my friend, we will talk to you next week. I'm excited to get this thing lined up. We're going to have a great event. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Terry. Hey, we're going to take a quick time out, but when we come back, we're going to talk to some of the guys from Parks and Wildlife about a program they're doing out of Colorado Springs that I think is just phenomenal. I'm so excited about this. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. We'll tell you more about them in just a little bit. Hey, we had a couple calls while we were talking to the walleye spawn guys, and they, um, they, you guys asked about some tips on walleye fishing. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple things. We try to cover the timely bite, what's going on, how they're biting, what's going on here. So listen every week because it's going to change. And we will, in the second hour, be talking about some of the fishing and how they're catching them and what's going on. Also, if you go to my Facebook page, uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and you scroll down, there's going to be some tackle talks and some links to my Denver Post column that specifically talk about the walleye fishing right now. And you might have to go back a ways to pick up two or three different columns. That's the best way to get those tips. Plus, we'll have more coming up. So just go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, and you can read some of those columns. Right now, let's go to the phones, because patiently waiting, at least I hope patiently waiting, is Logan Wilkins. Good morning, Logan. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. Sorry we're running a little late, but I think this is extremely important. We're going to take the time to talk about it. I was just thrilled to find out about this program. I didn't know about it till you got scheduled to come on the show. And you're running a program down out of the Colorado Springs Parks and Wildlife Office that um, is to mentor families and groups of people that just know nothing about the outdoors and give them a chance to get out. And before I even turn it over to you to tell us about the program, everybody who listens knows I'm evangelistic about getting people outdoors, what it can do for our culture, for our values, for the memories and the bonding you create with your friends and family. It's just tremendous. And we have to compete with the video games and all the other things. But it's just, to me, this is just a tremendous program. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we do it. It's a, Right now it's a pilot program um, out of Area 14, which for those that don't know kind of the way our uh, agency splits our, uh, ourselves up, um, we uh, range from our territory goes from Teller County um, east all the way up to Kit Carson County on the Kansas line. So we've got a pretty long and diverse area, um, and our main office is uh, in the Colorado Springs Regional Office. Um, this program was started um, several years ago by uh, an officer who's since promoted, uh, Steve Cooley. Um, it was kind of his brainchild, um, and the idea was to um, do more than just a one-and-done hunt, you know, more than a weekend hunt uh, with kids um, and stuff that, you know, when in the past when we've done that, a lot of times what we found is the kids that were in our our weekend hunts um, already had a hunting background and parents and stuff that were taking them. And if they didn't, um, legally, they can't go out by themselves until they're 16. Um, and if we're taking a 12-year-old out on or a 10-year-old, 
you know, whatever, on a, a turkey hunt for a weekend, and it's their first time out, and they really loved it, and they want to keep going. Um, after that weekend, they didn't then don't have anybody to take them, and then by the time they're 16 in another, you know, four to six years, um, odds are they're not coming back to then return to hunting if there's nobody there to take them in the middle. So kind of the idea was to take out the whole family. So like you said a minute ago, it's a whole family bonding experience. Uh, you know, you're out together, and you're bonding in a unique way in the outdoors, and, and the idea is we teach the kids and get the kids hooked on it as well as their parents and teach their parents how to do it, you know, then they can all continue to go out and, you know, with each other. And the other aspect of that is uh, we have, within the area, we have enough officers to mentor. Uh, I guess we have 10 mentors. And so we... uh, uh, try and create a social atmosphere too so so then families can you know meet and greet each other and uh uh get to know somebody else that's on the same beginner playing field that they are and and hopefully they find somebody that they click and connect with and and after they're out of our program we you know they can they can go out um, with each other and feel comfortable doing that and continue to wade through and learn by experience with somebody else and so with this program what we're doing is we're we're taking families um and and we target the colorado springs area but we're taking families and, and groups of people who have never hunted and fished they don't have a background or if they do a very minimal and and it's been several years since they tried anything um and we mentor them for an entire year uh through hunting and fishing and we we take them out to experience as much as we can um we we put them through hunter ed we take them out to go fly fishing and take them out to go fishing out of a boat go bait fishing we take them turkey hunting um we spend all summer long doing range days uh so that they can be proficient with a firearm and then uh um, come fall, we take them big game hunting, and the hope is that at the end of the year, they will have um, enough experience and hopefully got bitten by the bug in one aspect or not that they uh, uh, experienced and continue to do that. Well, I think it's a tremendous outreach program because I think maintaining our outdoor heritage is so critical to the, our society, especially in a state like Colorado. I, I, I used to say I grew up in Minnesota. My wife reminds me I just got older there. But but um, I'm fortunate to have spent the first half of my life in Minnesota and the second half in Colorado and to have traveled the world doing television and magazines and radio. So it's been a big part of my life. So technically, even though I can't teach my kids anything, they wouldn't qualify for the program, right? Because I'm supposed to be their mentor. But but uh, And I'm just kidding, of course. But you're looking for people who really don't have a background in the outdoors but maybe have a desire. And, you know, in today's world, we have families that just grew up in an urban setting. When I was younger, it was an, uh, an, out, an agrarian society. The outdoors was your backyard. That isn't true for most people anymore. And then we have mixed families, blended families, and single-parent families. And a lot of them want to get outdoors, but they just don't even know where to start. And that's really what this program's about. And they don't know where they want to start. So you expose them to just so many aspects, and then they can cut you. Hopefully, they'll choose one or two to continue. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, during this program, we focus a lot more on hunting, um, I guess, than, than we would fishing. It's it's kind of a lot easier to, to do that and, and, and go out and throw a line in the water and, and get lucky. But, uh, you know, either way, you can go... I mean, if you're you're not in the industry, you don't have an idea of how all this stuff works, it can be greatly overwhelming, and you can walk into any sporting goods store and tell, you know, tell somebody that you want to 
you want to get started and you don't know what you need to get going. Um, and you know, sometimes they're just kind of salivating because they can tell you whatever they want to, to, to sell product and, and it can be overwhelming and, and be pretty expensive to get started with stuff you don't need. And so we try and educate, you know, so that, uh, folks know what they're looking at and what they need to look for and realize that, you know, you can, you can go enjoy the outdoors in Colorado, um, hunting and fishing, um, pretty inexpensively too. Well, and you can, and there's opportunities and we're one of the few states where you can hunt big game without having to draw. You can, we have Mm -hmm. over the counter licenses and we have such a diversity of big game. We have, we have elk and we have both mule and whitetail deer. We have the pronghorns and not to mention, you know, if you get into others like the mountain goats and sheep and mountain lions and things, but we have an even moose. We have a tremendous outdoor variety, but it is, it can be overwhelming. If you've never hunted or you haven't had a background where dad, grandpa, or your uncle took you out, there's so many little nuances that you can't learn in a classroom. Somebody has to take you out in the woods to do that. I was fortunate growing up that I was mentored by my parents. My mom was on a deer stand with me when I was 12 years old. So, I mean, I grew up in that. But today we just don't have that. So, lastly, before I let you go, um, where are you with the program? Is it, does it, are you hopeful it's going to expand to other areas? And people who are interested, how could they find out more? Yeah, so um, to answer the first part of that question, we're just starting our fourth year. Actually, today we're, uh, we are um, in the middle of our hunter education course for this year's Rookie Sportsman Group, um, teaching that today and tomorrow as well as last Saturday. We kind of expand the hunter ed portion. Um, and then we're learning a lot as we go. We've, we're continuing to develop the program and kind of fine-tune it um, as best we can. Like I said, it's a pilot program. Um, it's only going on um, out of our area in Colorado Springs right now um, we're hoping that in the future you know in the in the next couple of years to kind of look back and evaluate and, and see if kind of the recruitment and retention of the program um, is worthwhile as as far as our time and stuff you know I mean we're we're working for all the other hunters and anglers you know that that buy licenses and fund our agency so we got to make sure you know what we're doing um, is productive um, as far as recruitment and retention and education and stuff goes. So we'll hopefully evaluate it in the next couple of years, determine if it's um, a success and, and worth continuing. And then at that point, hopefully have, you know, a bunch of the kinks ironed out enough that we can present it to other parts of the state and, and other areas can adopt it around the state and implement it. Now, if anybody's interested in possibly next year, do they contact your office in Colorado Springs or how do you, how do people apply? Yeah, so what we've been doing, um, you can contact our office or email um, area, I believe it's area14 at state.co.us. Um, but, yeah, call our Colorado Springs office, and they'll, they'll direct you further. But just let them know you're interested in the Rookie Sportsman Program and applying for it. And what we'll have you do is um, leave your email address. We use that as our primary source of communication. Um, and we'll, we just keep a running list throughout you know, throughout this year, and then around December next year, we'll go and we'll compile that list um, of everybody that's shown interest. We'll send out an email to those folks and, and let them know that we're getting ready to start the next year. We'll send out. Um, we've got to the point where we're doing an application as well as interviews um, to try and narrow down our selection um, of who gets in the program, and basically we're trying to create a good social atmosphere by personalities as well as who needs the program the most, who it's going to benefit the most, and there's not really a set criteria to get into the program um and unfortunately most everybody we've had apply so far um really um qualifies and fits for the program uh, we just can't 
fit logistically everybody in it. And so this year we had over 40 applicants um, and had to narrow that down to about 35 people um, that we can fit in with 10 mentors is about all we can handle logistically is what we figured out. So that's kind of a trial and error process there. But, um, yeah, if, you con- if you're interested, contact our office in Colorado Springs. Let them know. Leave your email address. Um, and then just kind of stay you know, keep an eye on that and, and we'll notify everybody around December, January, into December, into January, um, that we're getting ready to start, um, the, the process for, for 2019 and, uh, we'll contact and send you via email and application and, and start the process from there. Logan, we're out of time. We got to hurry and go, but thank you so much. Great program. I appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You bet. That was uh, Logan from Parks and Wildlife. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company. Smoked salmon, the secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And we got some ground to cover right now. And the first thing I want to talk about is our 20 Years of Terry Trivia concert um, Contest. Now, this is... Brought to you in the most part by Honey Smoked Fish Company Smoked Salmon. And we'll be giving away once a month a $99 package of Honey Smoked Salmon with a trivia question during the show. And then at other times, like this week, we're going to have assorted other prizes of great value that we'll give away. Now, the way you're going to be able to win this is we, Karen is going to post moments of trivia from our 20 years on the radio on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. So if you like and follow us on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, you're going to know the answer to the trivia question. Today's trivia question, where you can win an, an autographed copy of Designing Poppers, Sliders, and Divers from renowned fishing fly fishing author Steve Schweitzer. This is his newest book. You're probably familiar with his books, um, uh, Fly Fisherman's Guide to Rocky Mountain National Park. And a Fly Fisherman's Guide to the Indian Hills uh, Wilderness Area, Indian Peak Wilderness Area. And now he's got one out that's kind of aimed at warm water fishing. But you could use these flies for big trout. You could use these flies for salt water. They're the kind of flies that you would make. They're mostly poppers and stuff that's on the surface, but that dives, slides, and pops when you fish it. And boy, I tell you what, when you're fishing the still waters especially, or maybe even floating the Colorado, these flies. Now, it's not a how to fish. This is truly how to design and make these flies. And they're not recipes. These flies are there. Um, they're, it's a guide in learning how to become a, a maker of these types of flies. To win this today, the first person that texts 303-713-1043, it's our studio number, our studio text line, Karen posted a tidbit of trivia on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors uh, a day or two ago. And the trivia question was, we've had, the trivia statement was, we've had a number of Hall of Fame outdoor people on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors over the 20 years. Three Hall of Fame fly fishermen are among them. They're named. We want to know two out of those three. So you've got to text two out of the three that we named in the tidbit of trivia, Hall of Fame fly fishermen. First one to text that in is going to get a... a a copy of this book that's worth almost $50 mailed directly to them. Uh, so just, uh, again, that's 303-713-1043. And uh, after we get a winner, I will tell you who those three Hall of Fame anglers here right on the, we're right here on the air. Now, you should follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors 
on Facebook anyway, because there's so many things we do that are tied into that. We, um, we, we, you would have known that coming up in just a little bit on the show and a couple segments, we're going to have Hall of Fame angler Steve Panaz. You've seen him on television in his uh, Lake Commando series. He's going to join us for a tackle talk on a Berkeley hard bait, which is going to be phenomenal. He's just a truly accomplished angler. You would have also known that we were going to be uh, doing our trivia contest. You would have a link to my Denver Post article. My last week's article was on fishing for giant trout right here on the front range of Colorado. So if you followed us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, you'd already know all that. You'd have um, you'd have that information at your fingertips. The people that called in for the walleye tips today. Now, we're going to cover more walleye tips during the course of the next few shows because how you catch them is going to change as the season evolves. But we would have had, you'd have seen tackle tips and links to further columns that I've written the post in just the last few weeks on how to get started on that walleye fishing this spring. So, and the contest. And then you're going to get information that we have another contest coming up. And this one is going to be just phenomenal. Here's what we're doing. We're going to give away, in conjunction with uh, Sun Power Sports, we're going, to, we're going to give away an ice fishing trip next fall with Nate Zielinski and myself. It'll be a one-day trip for two people, okay? And we're going to take entries, uh, I believe, through September of next year. So now through September, you're going to be able to enter. And a couple of things we want you to do. I'm going to tell you where to go to enter. We want you to click on that and go. When you get there, there's also a link to Sun's Facebook page. And we really want to get people ex- excited about Sun's Facebook page. Listen to some of the things you can get from Sun's Facebook page. You can uh, you can join their, their fantasy su- uh, Supercross League that they keep on their Facebook page. You can be the first to know about new model arrivals at the store. The first to know what's going on in the industry. And these are motorcycles and ATVs and side-by-sides, all the, all the power sports things you would like. And if you're on the Facebook page, you're going to get uh, links to how to enter this contest. They will put it on their Facebook page. And so you want to you want to go to Sun Enterprises on their Facebook page. Also, what you can do now is you go to the 104.3 The Fan. You go to 104.3 The Fan, go to the menu, click on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors under the shows. That will take you to my page. Now, depending on the browser you're using... That's going to either, it's either going to be right there at the top on the right-hand side next to you, or if you're in like a uh, an iPad browser, you might have to scroll down. And you'll see, uh, enter to win uh, a fishing trip, an ice fishing trip with Terry Wickstrom and Nate Zielinski. And you'll, you'll see pictures of our handsome faces there. But uh, Nate will probably tell us a little more what you'll get in this trip when he comes to join us at the top of the hour. But it's going to be a full day. We're going to take care of you. You'll probably have to meet us on the lake, but we're going to take care of everything else. And you're going to get a day. It's going to happen in December. We'll schedule it when we have good ice conditions. We're going to get you out on the lake. So we're going to take entries from now through uh September, and we're going to be joined by two of the folks from Sun. You'll get to know them. These guys are fantastic outdoorsmen. I have ice fished with them. They're, they just, they're hunters. They enjoy the outdoors. They're tremendous outdoor people. That's why you'd want to go to buy an ATV. Why would you go anywhere else? Go to the people who enjoy the activities you enjoy. And, they're, and I'll tell you what, you get ice fishing with these guys. 
They are competitive. So anyway, go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We'll tell you all about this, and we'll link you to both Sun's Facebook page and to how you can win this contest. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer.